Welcome to Behind the Curtain, LA Opera's podcast series in which we look deeply at the creative process and explore opera's enduring themes and power to move us. In this podcast, Andrea Fuentes, Associate Director for Programming at LA Opera Connects, speaks with composer Mariela Rodriguez and soprano Vanessa Bercera to discuss their work, artistry, and the importance of musical discovery in LA Opera's Digital After Hours Latina Composers Recital, which is available at laopera.org. Welcome to you both. I'd love to know a little bit about you, just so we know what of sort of your position in in this kind of music and in, and in where we're headed in the music world. Um, Mariela, maybe we could start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about your artistic influences, how you became a composer, anything that sort of would give us a little insight into who you are as an artist? I should say that my main influence, I was a pianist. I studied piano uh, when I was very young. So I become a pianist, a professional pianist. And regarding these songs, I think I can trace this influence through um, a subject I, I had at school. We have to accompany lyric singers. So I have to uh, play a very wide repertoire, like, you know, areas and uh, art songs. And I think, yeah, I can trace that influence into my art songs. I would say that my background as a pianist uh, is very important in that matter. I also started really young. I've been singing since I was a child. I really, my roots are very much in pop music and I really wanted to sing like what I heard on the radio, Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, like really, I wanted to be a pop star. And then I attended a fine arts school here in Fort Worth, Texas, which is where I'm from. And um, that really changed my whole life. I was exposed to choir and more uh, musical theater and then eventually opera as well. So my range of music education is, is wide, but um Opera is where I landed and I love classical singing, but I actually, I have not performed a recital like this in so long. I've really been only focused on roles and operas and, and characters, you know, so this was my first recital probably since school, like since um, grad school or undergrad and maybe, um, but uh, yeah, I've been singing mostly opera and now I finally had a chance to do a recital, which was so, so refreshing. That's awesome. How did you approach this recital? How were you approached? How did you find out about it? Did you have the opportunity to collaborate ahead of time? Um, tell me a little bit about how you were sort of brought into the process. And we can start with either one of you. If you just want to jump in, please do. So I was a young artist with the LA Opera from 2014 to 16. And um, Josh Winograd approached my husband and I about doing a recital for LA Opera. And I'm a huge admirer of a singer and um, she's just a Latin American music advocate, Patricia Caicedo. And so I've followed her for a long time. And I remember the vaguely thing, I was like, I think she just published an anthology of like Latin American female composers. So it just all worked out so seamlessly. And I was browsing and um, so there was a lot of literature in the book that I really hope gets to be performed more. But the fact that there's like this young living composer here who's like really on the verge of something, I, I really wanted to promote that. And I really wanted to make sure that 
she was featured. So I reached out and um, there were two sets in the anthology and I think it just worked out to do the Los Canciones Mediterraneos. And so I was so glad to learn it. And then we, that, that was probably, unfortunately we didn't get to collaborate beforehand, but I know that there's more music by you, Mariela. So hopefully I can take that up soon. Yeah, I think um, the principal link and uh, is uh, Patricia. She advocates for uh, Latin American uh, art uh, uh, songs. She's doing an, an amazing job in Barcelona with uh, her festival. She organized an important festival uh, that promotes uh, Iberian art song, Latin American art song, but also Catalan and Portuguese. Well, I think I contacted her first uh, because I wanted to show her my other songs. I think she really enjoyed them and, and she asked me, would you like to compose a song cycle for the, the next festival? And I said, yes. After that, she came with the idea of the book and she uh, quickly contacted me and told me that, yeah, I, I'm going to publish your songs. And it was amazing. It was an amazing uh, feeling. So, yeah, um, I have to thank Patricia because without her, it wouldn't be possible, you know, to perform my songs. And yeah, that's how I think Vanessa found the songs. This was um, a commission. So uh, it was different from uh, my other art songs because in the other song cycle, I pick a poet I really like. But in this case, uh, it wasn't possible. But in a way, it was interesting because, you know, uh, it's like a challenge. You have to find something that, you know, you, you like and... And you have to have that feeling, you know, of rhythm and image. It was basically uh, very simple. <laughs> simple but beautiful. I, I think the nature, I remember um, it, it was a different mood compared to the rest of the program, too, because yeah. um, I don't know. I, I was happy. Both of my sets were from this anthology, which is like really, really, for me anyway, like super lesser known. Like, I don't know who Irma Urteaga was. I didn't know who she was. My colleagues, their repertoire was a mix of stuff I had already known, you know, um, like they did a... Luis did like a Consuelo Velasquez set and, and then Tania Leon. So those are more familiar names. The mood of of these two songs, it was nice just for variety and um, range and the words, the poetry especially was so like, oh, this this is deep. This is making me think in a different way. My other songs are like canciones de de cuna, so it's like very gentle and sweet. And these were like, wow, these are identity questions. just glad to also be exposed to that sort of poetry that wasn't written by like a French person or um, any other European person. It was, I was like, this is some good Spanish poetry that I haven't been exposed to. You know, the first uh, song cycle I did, I pick up the points because they were already musical. They had this Afro-Cuban, Afro-Spanish uh, language that is very musical and very rhythmic. And, and for me, it was so natural to, you know, to, this into my music because 
it was already uh, with the rhythm and with the rhyme. They were telling me something, uh, uh, you know, through the rhythm. I don't know. It was something very natural. So it was a different process with uh, Montobio's poems, the uh, poems that, you know, uh, I used for the two songs that uh, Vanessa uh, performed at the concert. I had to find a bit harder, you know, it was harder to find uh, this freedom I like and this kind of, yeah, this kind of rhyme and this kind of poetry I like, this kind of image to give music to. Still, for me, uh, it's like a natural uh, uh, process, you know. I think it's the most easy process for me, you know, to compose and to use music because you, ha you already have a frame. So it's easier to start. But I think it's all about the rhyme, um, also the context or, or the content of the, of the poem and the image that this poem gives you. Personally, I was really in love with the, just like the, the atmosphere of the songs because, you know, in, instantly whenever you have, you know, Mediterranean in my head, like I, get, I have an image in my head, but with the words, which, as we mentioned, are kind of heavy, dark, emotional. It was like a very romantic, but not in a sweet romance, but like a passionate sort of romanticism about words like el tiempo es fiero, like instantly. Like that, yeah. that's, that's like, whoa, uh, that, those two words aren't paired together frequently. So instantly it sets you up for a specific context. And then la nada que se aprieta sobre el alma, you know, that's another like, that's heavy, but it, it rides the wave that I would imagine in my head of being in that physical setting. To, to connect it was actually very easy to memorize because you know already as a singer I'm trying to put you know notes pitches words and meaning and I would say that memorizing them was easy because they marry with the composition they go well together that's a very helpful for, uh, from a singer <laughs> so because sometimes you know it's like that, that part just doesn't make sense to for me to be saying that but in this case it, it all was so well orchestrated textually and musically. I think you had both said something about these songs didn't quite match the rest of the theme of the program. Was there like a theme that sort of emerged from the program itself? And how was that different from these songs? We didn't consciously try to make a theme for the program. Uh, for me, the theme, if I had to be very honest, was just, do you know who all of these composers are? Because I, I, like at the beginning of this conversation with Josh, I could not really think of any female composers, like specifically Latina composers. And so I got to a point where I didn't think a theme was important because I don't think any of us even knew them, like 60% of these composers. So it felt almost more like an educational program. Like, did you even know these people existed? Because I can't think of a female Serbian composer, for instance, but that's a, in America, there's not a huge Serbian population. In America, there's a huge Latin American population. And yet, and I grew up here, I'm a musician, and I just felt like it was such a shame that I could hardly think of any Latina composers. 
And so the for us to have the opportunity via LA Opera and Opera San Jose to rightfully make sure that this program was only dedicated to females, then this is going to encourage more female composers or, or, or maybe we'll find more and we'll be able to make a theme for sure. But right now, for me, I'm only speaking on my own behalf. It didn't seem like a priority to create a whole theme out of it. Just get to know these, these artists and these writers. When people hear your music, Mariela, what do you want people to be aware of? Is there anything that we should know when we approach your music? Uh, when I create something, I, I don't expect like, people to, uh, you know, understand it. But I'm so glad when people, you know, listen to it and, and, and tell me that, oh, I like this song. I don't know. Uh, I think it's a very beautiful uh, melody. I, I don't know. Uh, but it's not my aim. It's, it's not like, you know, something I'm looking for. I'm looking for, you know, to be truthful, uh, to be true to myself. And that, that's something I learned over the, over the years because it's difficult to be uh, true to yourself sometimes. Um, but I think it's the most important thing right now. Uh, I think it's important. And I don't, uh, I don't care anymore if it's not, you know, like uh, avant-garde or something like, you know, it's uh, fashion is. For me, it's like, uh, it's very important just to be true, just to uh, communicate, um, but not with the aim to, you know, to like people. Uh, so if something, uh, something comes from that, I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I'm able to com communicate to uh uh, another human being I don't know I often find out that sometimes you you just compose you know you have your influence you you have you know your influence are mar marked by your background I can't change that uh, influence and I'm glad I don't change uh, it anymore you know I often go to uh, composition courses and uh, they often tell me oh this is great this is cool this song, this song like really Cuban or really rhythmic. It sounds really Cuban. And for me, it's like, okay. I'm not thinking of uh, when I compose, I have to sound like a Cuban composer. What is that? You know? mm -hmm. So yeah, for me, it's, uh, I have a lot of influence. I, I listen to a lot of music, avant-garde music, uh, uh, tonal music. So wherever uh, comes from that, I'm glad if uh, I am true to myself and, and if people like it, if someone like it, like, you know, Vanessa. <laughs> well, and it's, I think that there are so many composers who are successfully writing and not needing to be in a category. Yeah. And so it, I think it's becoming more popular, more common, more accepted to not fit in just one box, which... Thank God, because art and music and expression, yeah. you know, you, you shouldn't be able to say here. Yeah, we as a human beings, we are uh, complex, you know, mm -hmm. made of many influences. So, yeah. And I'm glad I was trying to think myself, like what, how I would classify you as a composer. And I, I don't really know. There's too many, it's, it's painting with lots of colors and it's using different flavors for for any composer or any piece of music that I perform, it's going through like my Vanessa filter 
everything that's led me to this moment is based on my all my past. And so I only have my own experience to base it off of. So I think ultimately I just try to find Vanessa's version of truth and in that composition. And I much prefer new music just for that opportunity to have fewer shackles or expectations or whatever. Like I really can make it as genuine as possible. And that that's going to be my version. That's just how I'm going to interpret this one piece. And um, it's just less pressure whenever it's newer. And that doesn't mean it's, it's perfect. It's just, I don't have to worry about all these preconceived notions and ideas of how it should go. In my case, I love to give the per, uh, the performer uh, freedom. I'm not one of these composers that, you know, you have to do things like that or no, I, I don't like that because I learn a lot when a performer, you know, tells me a new idea. And it's important, you know, that the performers just find this uh, unique voice. Luis and I had a really amazing conversation with Andrea Puente from San Diego. And, you know, she's also a huge champion for Latin American opera. And obviously, Dania Catan's works are just like, I'm so glad that they are part of the the canon. You know, they are right there. He's there with Mozart as well as he should be. So um, she, though, really planted a seed in my head about how composers and especially Latin American composers, because we we need the, that sound and their voices desperately. Because I mean, there's there's just so much exquisite literature available, or that could be available. But what's most important is the singers really lending their voices to composers to say, you know, use me. I'm your guinea pig. You know, it takes a lot of practice, and and writing for a voice is is kind of tricky. It, it what you put on paper isn't always gonna be practical and that's okay i mean it's that's how you learn this is how you figure out your strength as a composer but i also i'm just really here to to root for singers having stronger relationships with composers so that they can each learn from each other this program had a huge range time-wise like some of these some of these pieces were written you know 100 years ago and some of them were written within the last 10 years so i think that that you know don't don't miss out on that opportunity to just acknowledge this like the wide historical range and the different styles within this style because even like mariela mentioned like there is a certain color that comes from how she writes simply based because she was born Cuba and you have that's part of your soul that's part of your spirit and just I think we just all could especially opera lovers or music lovers just learning how to hear this the those distinct qualities of Latin American composers the same way that you might recognize like oh that's that distinct thing that Beethoven does that's that distinct Straussian thing well there's a distinct sound that comes from Latin American composers of men and women. And in this case, you get to really know the female version of their their distinct flavor. Yeah, I, well, in my case, um, I learned a lot and I discover great composers, like living great composers such as Gabriela Lina Frank. I love her music. And of course, I think 
uh, you include a music by Tania Leon that you know is already a very well-known composer, but is one of my idols also. <laughs> Thank you both very much for having this conversation with me today. And it was really a pleasure to get to listen to you sing Vanessa and to hear your music, Mariela. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You've been listening to LA Opera's Behind the Curtain. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you'll want to make sure you don't miss an episode. Please subscribe and leave a rating or review on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen. Remember to share with your friends on your favorite social media, and we'll see you at the opera. (laughs) 